Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my Talk Radio 71 and live streaming all over the place. I'm Jace. Alexis is off this week, but Holly is not. Good morning, Holly. I'm still a working woman, a modern uh, gal on the go. I am hearing Holly reverbed, by the way, uh, Ellie. I don't know. I'm hearing her twice. And I'm going to need my mic muted. So one moment, please. I think I can fix this. She sounds like she's in a, in a pipe for me. Yeah. Jason, 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 Jason. There we go. And filling in for Holly while Holly fills in for Alexis, it's Ellie. Good morning, Ellie. Good morning. And good morning to all of you. It is Monday, July 17th, 2023. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a brand new week. Welcome to mid-July. Welcome Global Hug Your Kids Day. Welcome to National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Welcome to National Peach Ice Cream Day. Welcome to Yellow Pig Day. I don't know about that. Welcome to World Emoji Day. Welcome to World Day for International Justice. Welcome to National Tattoo Day. And welcome to your first sip of coffee. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Let's start the show. There we go. Oh, Mm. let me take one more sip. Mm. Tattoo Day. I got to get on that. I got to get that. Jason, progress report on this (laughs) tattoo that you're supposed to be getting. Well, it's not supposed. I am. It is going to happen. I have evolved. I have evolved on the tat. Oh, the design of the tat. The uh, the design of the tat. I have decided. I have decided that I'm going to get on my left arm the four symbols of the four parks of Walt Disney World. Ooh, stealth fandom. I was just going to get the vintage D with a little mouse uh logo if you if you if you google vintage disney world logo you'll see it i was just going to get that but then i decided i would like it kind of down my upper arm so i'm going to get the tree of life for animal kingdom the epcot spaceship earth obviously the castle and then uh, the tower of terror for hollywood studios yeah i'm going to get those four down my left arm. I just have to find a tattoo artist that I trust. Well, you're in luck, Jason, because I think that the Twin Cities is just like, we are spoiled rotten 
with talented tattoo that, artists. I have heard that from various people. Do you have a tattoo, Ellie? I have multiple. All right. So I will say that two of them, though, I got in Virginia, Minnesota. That's not where you want to go to get your tattoos. That I paid $80 for two of them. And well, now you have to tell us what they are. Well, I have repair tattooed on my foot, and that's just a word. And it hurt like the dickens because it was on the top of my foot. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I have a chairlift that's way bigger than I intended it to be on my leg and it doesn't really look like a chairlift. My mom says it looks like a hot dog cooker. Of course she does. I mean, it works both ways though, Ellie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> ski lift, hot dog cooker. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Your issue is money. There's tons of good artists in the twin cities, but they're all expensive. Yeah. Oh, invest in yourself. This is an act of self care, Jason. So yes, do your research. At least you're not getting the original Disney signature logo. Because it was only in the past maybe two to three years that I realized that that was the letter D and it wasn't a backwards G. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know which. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. actual Walt Disney signature. Signature. I didn't know. And then they ended up taking that and turning it into the Disney that you see on everything. Yes. Uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful logo. I'm I'm huge. I'm really big on logos. I in another life, I would be a graphic artist. Oh. I would be, I, 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 I really would. Maybe in my next go around, I'll either be a lobster or I'll be a graphic designer. I'm fine <laughs> with either one. But I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so I, I have evolved. I'm going to get it. I just, I want to trust the person. I want to meet them. I want to, I want to see some other people that I know that have had this person's work. And they got to be able to put up with me because I'm I, I I have a low pain tolerance, so but I have heard that the upper arm is is a good place to get a tattoo that it's not the most painful place to get a tattoo, like Ellie you were saying on the top of your foot. Yeah, <laughs> choose a meaty part. That's yes. what I've heard. Choose a meaty part of your body yeah. in order to get the art. Unless you don't, if you don't want the pain. If yeah. you do want the pain, I mean, by all means, get it right, like you know, right, right across your forehead, forehead, or on on the bony part. Oh, right on your elbow. Ow. Yeah, I might on the other arm. I might get a cartoon uh, depiction of Ellie's mom, Steph. Uh, I might get a Hanson tattoo. <laughs> I might just get. Uh, an animated version of Stephanie Hansen. I, I might get that tattoo eventually. <laughs> She'd hate it and love it. <laughs> she would. All at the same time. <laughs> I think more love than hate. Yeah, probably. If it was a cute, <laughs> yeah. if it was a cute yeah. cartoon rendition of Stephanie Hansen, Steph would like it. Not a caricature. Not a caricature. No. <laughs> not, not one no. that you got at Valley Fair. <laughs> the two of you riding the high roller together. Oh God. <laughs> Caricatures. No offense to the caricature artists out there. But you're always rolling the dice. You're always rolling the dice because I've had caricature artists give me giant cheeks, you know, because they always they, they accentuate something. Maybe your eyeballs or they may give you if you have a thin head, then they make it really thin, you know, and like maybe giant teeth or something. You're really rolling the dice. With caricature artists. I don't have enough self-esteem to get my caricature done at the, at the, yes, car, at, at the carnival. They're just going to put, they're going to like, you'd be like, oh, look at the gap in your teeth. Oh, that's going to be real that, funny. That's what I mean. They yes. take something and then they accentuate it in a cartoony, fa- I mean, and that's their job, but oh, Kendall, yeah. Kendall commissioned. Um, commissioned. 
I know, commissioned for the TV show. Uh, she did a story with a cartoonist. For, I forgot what the catalyst was. It does not matter. But they had not unveiled until so she had them. She had the artist do uh, a drawing of the two of us taken from a publicity photo. And they did not reveal it to me until I was on the air. Ooh. And I... They, she flipped over the photo, and I am not joking. This picture, and no offense to the artist, because they did a great job with Kendall, but he gave me cheeks the size of watermelons. Oh. And I am already, <laughs> like, I don't care. Even at my thinnest, I will always have a round melon. And it's something that, you know, we all have it, whatever. There's something about you that is kind of like an Achilles heel that you just, my cheeks are it for me. Mm-hmm. And when I turned that photo around, it was really hard for me to kind of fake it on camera because it was awful. You're and like, ha, 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 yeah, ha, I did. Ha, yes. Hi. I'm broken like, inside. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Exactly, Ellie. Uh, I'm smiling on the inside. My soul is burning on the inside. Thank you very much. And all I'm going to do all day now is think about this drawing. Um, so I look, we got off, we got off air. I took a look to Kendall. I go, burn this like immediately. It's, uh, set it on fire in a, in a ceremony and burn this. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Let the spirits out. Yeah. <laughs> ah! And then it was last week we had an audience member. It was like a full circle moment with the cheeks. Um, we had an audience member, bless her heart. She was very nice. And I know that I, I know when the, when intent is, is, is good. And this woman didn't mean anything by this. And and who, she doesn't know my self-esteem roller coaster. Uh, why would she? Um, but I, I take selfies with the audience after the, the show. We have this selfie machine. It's, it's pretty cute. Anyway, so I take a picture with everybody. Um, and she, it, she was a solo, a solo guest. So she, I, I put my arm around her and she puts her arm around me. And we get done with the photograph and she pulls away a little bit. Holly and Ellie, yeah. she looks and she looks up at me and she had heard my struggles with weight and how, you know, I haven't eaten since jokingly haven't eaten since March. But I she looked at me. She's you're looking really good. She goes, now, look, I mean, your cheeks are always going to look like that, but you're looking good. And I was like, oh, oh, God, oh, <laughs> did you could you have stopped on the first part of that sentence? Did you have to add that last part? Oh. Did you have to? <laughs> so, Jason, my, I, just, <laughs> I, hurt, I hurt for all of that. I hurt for her. <laughs> I hurt for you for having to receive that. I just, I just, and I really mean it. I She really did mean to be nice. And I, it's one of those things like when grandparents say stuff to you and they have no concept that yeah. they actually just offended you. Uh, but I, I just smiled and I gave her a hug and, and, and sent her on her way. But oh, God, oh. it's all right. Your cheeks are fine. You know, you're always going to have big cheeks. Yeah, it was something like that. It's like, oh, God. Some a- brevity. Like the some- dude in the Big Lebowski, sometimes just brevity. Yep. Brevity. Just. Just stop at sentence. So stop at the first part of the sentence. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, girl dinner with Holly Roberts, Jason, and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is taking the week off. Our good friend Ellie filling in for Holly, and Holly filling in for Alexis. 
Can you follow that? You got it. Yeah. Jace. I, I promised there was no math this morning. No, no. Absolutely no math. Oh, God, no. Um, Just a kind of set the table for the rest of the show. I'm really excited to talk about the Real Housewives of New York premiere. The new era, whole new cast, and the reason I'm already bringing it up is because I'm just going to say this. I got strong Holly Roberts vibes from one housewife. <laughs> and I think Holly Roberts will take, and my husband did too, It's a full Matheson review, and I think Holly will be complimented, but we were strong. The the Holly Roberts force is strong with one of the new cast members of The Real Housewives of New York. Ooh, do you mean that somebody sits in their underwear and eats rotisserie chicken over the sink? That's exactly what I mean. Nailed it! Oh, Except they do it over the bathtub, but that's oh, fine. okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine, that's fine. They they've got their bathtub chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but right now, girl trend, girl dinner, girl dinner. What is this? Oh, Jason Ellie, I don't know if you're familiar with the trend, girl dinner. Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Settle down, Ellie. It's six nineteen. Oh my goodness! Yes. Well. <laughs> A lot of people are munching on this as a meal. Oh, God. He used, okay. <laughs> Ellie's joke, that word. Okay, go ahead. You know what? It's happy Monday, Jason. Happy, happy Monday. Monday, Thank Monday you. Ellie. Good to be here, yeah. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Yeah. Well, this is a trend. This is one of those things that originates on TikTok. But really, what it is, is the kids on TikTok learning what us elders have been doing for decades, and they slap a new label on it, and then they make it all cute. The latest thing is called girl dinner. So this is a trend that's been popularized specifically by young women, which is why they call it girl dinner, that these are thrown together meals where you go into your fridge and you put all this crap on your plate and then you eat it. And apparently, you guys, this is now called girl dinner. You just. Throw a whole bunch of things on your plate. Well, it's like a charcuterie board. You know, you grab your wheat thins. You maybe grab a a slice of deli meat, a cucumber, an egg, and then you call it girl dinner. Really? Yes. But why is it a girl dinner? Well, because it's popular mostly, apparently, with young women. Oh. And so they're cutesifying it and being like, this is my girl dinner. And it's like... No, this is called 3.30 in the morning when you got the munchies and you're standing with the fridge open. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a plate? <laughs> Have a girl dinner. Just grab your goat cheese and saltines and go back to your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this might be from experience, Ellie. Please do tell Don't us more. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that 
you got a plate because this is like opening the bag of shredded cheese and standing in front of the fridge (laughs) (laughs) and calling it a meal. I might have done that the other day. But the thing is, by the way, side note, don't do that when you have somebody else in the house because then they're going to come into the room and then you have to like quickly put away the shredded cheese bag (laughs) and pretend like nothing's happening. You're like, yes, my elbow was... Uh, casually resting against this refrigerator, husband. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways. So girl uh, dinner is a thing, but Jason and Ellie, have you done this before without realizing that you've made yourself a girl dinner? Yeah, we did it yesterday, actually, at the cabin, but it was a girl lunch. And it was just, we came in from the boat, uh, came in from the pontoon for a little while, and it wasn't a structured lunch. We just put a whole bunch of random things. I'm, it's so funny. We did this on a plate. I had one square of leftover sausage pizza. I had some Fritos with some buffalo uh, uh, top the tater, buffalo uh, spicy top the tater. And I forgot what else I had. But yeah, it was just rando things on a plate. Yeah, I did this yesterday. Yesterday, you had girl dinner. For lunch, for lunch. And you didn't even know it. What about I you? I had no idea. <laughs> what about you, Ellie? I mean, I feel like everyone eats like crackers and cheese. We're just now finding weird things to call it. And like you're scrounging, you have the munchies. But also, I don't think people know how to pantry cook as well. You know, so it's like when you go to a meal and you feel lazy, it, you grab the randomest things. Yes. Yes, totally. Well... I- you guys were trendy and you didn't even know it. I didn't so even know. Feel, feel good about yourself this morning. There's your self-esteem boost I, for Monday. I feel <laughs> real trendy yeah. about my square pizza, my handful of Fritos, <laughs> and my buffalo top the tater combination. <laughs> it's leftover day at the cabin. I've had oh, many it, of those. Oh, it was glorious because we had we had several pizzas from the townie, uh, townie bar the night before mm. and just devoured the ne- we devoured them today or yesterday. Oh, it was so good. Mm. Oh, I love that pizza yeah. at the highway in. They yeah. have the best taco pizza uh, in Minnesota. Just saying. Where, I mean, where was it? It's called the highway in in the Princeton Cambridge area. The The bar itself is the size of two matchboxes. Um, <laughs> it's not a big place. And you would never imagine that inside that facility, is a really good taco pizza, but in fact, it's really good taco pizza. Uh, thin crust, and oh, oh, it's so good. I, so I crave it. Now. I know. I crave oh. that. And speaking of food, in the cabin, uh, Friday, I was telling you guys that I was really worried I wasn't going to get my Friday fish fry. Um, well, and we empowered you, Jason, to go ahead thank and you. do it. And I did. Yeah, uh, and I didn't even I didn't even need to empower myself because the family was with me on this decision. Uh, my our cousins Pete and Les and their teenagers came up, and the teenagers didn't want to go. They wanted to sit back at the house, so then that freed up like four spaces. So it was just a table for five, and we got in right away. And I got my fish fry at the Pine Brook. I was a happy homo. Oh. I was just, oh, my God. Oh I was my. so thrilled. Oh, a cabin fish fry is a beautiful thing. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> and we ended up doing pretty good on pull tabs, too. We, I, I, we ended up pulling like a, uh, we did, well, that was the next day with the taco pizza. But we pulled a, a, a two, a 150, and a 100. What? Like boom, Ooh. boom, boom. Yeah. We ran the table. 
It was great. Oh, cheers yep. to that, Jason. I know it was a good it was a good pull tab weekend. We haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, when we return, I want to say bravo to a marketing team. And Holly's going to tell you about an unconventional theme park. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Oh, this email really resonated with me. It's from John. He says, I hope I never buy another home again. But if I do, I hope to do it with Nick from First Equity. For the mortgage, he made things quick and easy and was very professional. <laughs> yeah. It is quite a task when you are buying a home and you're working with a lender like First Equity, you sign that ream of paper at the end and you're like, what did I do? What did I do? You can't help that feeling. But if you work with a team like First Equity, a very um, community-based, right here in our market, worked here 23 years and counting, there's just much more confidence that you have in going into the process. Also, if you have First Equity on the paperwork, you're locked and loaded, ready to go, especially if it's your first time buying. That sends a signal to the seller like, these people, they're serious. They know what they're doing. They're working with a fantastic team. So any mortgage questions, 763-251-8000 or use my talk keyword, David. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning here on my talk. Streaming everywhere on our My Talk website and app. I'm Jace. With Holly and Ellie, Alexis is off this week. Sit back, relax, grab a banana. Mm-hmm, get some potassium. And let us entertain you. Uh, it's a lot of good theme parks in the world. Especially right here in the country. We have a Cedar Point, Kings Island. Oh, did you see... The story about the duck that got stuck on a roller coaster at Cedar Point? No! And it went for a ride at 90 <laughs> miles an hour. Bless this duck's heart. It was. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yeah, sorry. I know that we were going to go no, to another theme it's park. Monday. Who cares? <laughs> 90 miles an hour. Oh, oh I got to see this duck, Cedar Point. Oh, my goodness. It, it, this duck. Went on a ride on a on a roller coaster called Millennium Point, and it's wedged between the back of somebody's seat and the actual roller coaster card. I'm going to put this on our grid right here, <gasps> right in this segment. If you haven't googled, oh it my already. god, I've I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh my goodness, that poor duck! I know. <laughs> It has no idea what's getting ready to happen to it. This this roller coaster, according to Cedar Point, reaches 93 miles an hour. And the duck is just tucked behind the back of the seat. <gasps> oh. But a happy ending, everyone. Once the ride came to a stop, the duck was safely removed from the train by a guest. Yeah. So, oh, my God. I mean, it probably was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, but think about it though: squirrels, chipmunks, mm-hmm. other animals, or remember the video of Fabio getting smacked with a goose. With a goose, yeah, he was on the roller coaster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, oh that poor thing. Well, Cedar Point has some of the biggest and fastest roller coasters. I don't know if anyone listening has ever been there. It's I was there, been there several times as a kid because uh, I lived and grew up in neighboring Indiana. But 
Uh, Kings Island is also there. Ohio has uh, more theme parks than you would imagine. Of course, Disneyland, which, by the way, opened on this day uh, in the 50s. Uh, But there's a different type of theme park that Holly is going to tell you about, right? Yeah, this one, it's not Cedar Point, you guys. No. It's not even, um, you know, the uh, county fair with Mm -hmm. the zipper. No. Jason Alley, would you like to go to the sweetest park in Tennessee? Because Little Debbie Park is now open for you to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're like, that Little Debbie, yes. Mm. Oh, so this Little Debbie Park, unfortunately, you can't eat anything. I mean, you can try, but good luck to you. This is a park that's filled with statues that replicate Little Debbie snack cakes. Uh, Where's the Sentra boat? Hold on. I'm sorry, everybody. Really? I'm sorry. I know. It's, but you can't. No. That doesn't seem. You're going to do a Little Debbie snack cake themed theme park. Wouldn't you put in that theme park? Little Debbie snack cakes? Mm, it's a relaxed and natural area focused on people rather no. than things. And while you're focused on people, you can sit on a on a giant brownie. Or maybe you'd like to stand next to the Christmas tree or sit on an oatmeal cream pie. Because you can do all those things at the Little Debbie theme park. Mm-hmm. Where, where is this again? Uh, this is in Tennessee. This is in Collegedale. That sounds okay. like it's in Tennessee. <laughs> I was just going to say. No. Oh, my God. Anybody? Mm-mm. Bueller? No. Holly, Bueller. I think you're... No, scary. Holly, I think... It's scary. I think, Please share more about being terrorized. Little Debbie. I, it just... Like, it sounds like a bunch of creepy statues of hostess treats that you can't eat, but a child will try to lick. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. I, yeah. <laughs> sounds gross. And I love... Uh, in News Channel 8 in Tennessee, I love their headline, long-awaited Little Debbie Park opens. Oh, does this work for Long- you guys? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Look. L- long-awaited. Okay. My suggestion, I guess, to everyone is if you want to make your own Little Debbie theme park, is you get your buns to the store, and then you create like a little, like a, you know, a a fort and also pro tip if you have not had the little debbie ice creams that you can get at walmart holy cow those have ice cream those are delicious yes jason and ellie little debbie has ice cream but you can only get it at walmart really i ate a whole tub i gotta look that up holly little debbie ice Ice cream yeah i've never heard of that it's only at walmart look at that and it's delicious. It is yummy. I had oatmeal cream pie. I had something with sprinkles. Perhaps rainbow, which is my thing. Zebra it, cakes. Yes, zebra cake ice cream. And they got the chunks inside. Oh, I'm still hungry. Now that sounds good, actually. Okay, well then bring your little Debbie ice cream to the little Debbie theme park so that it's not so sad. I'm sorry. Oh, you can also get it at High V. Certain oh, high V's. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, well, you know. We tried here. Oh, we little tried Debbie. Here. Look at little, little Debbie. 
Okay. Remember when Will Ferrell came out on The Tonight Show dressed as Little Debbie? Yes. If you Google, it's so good. Anyway, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, we all went to the gas station as a kid with a quarter. Yep. And then we bought a, a little... Uh, we bought... Uh, uh, really? Is that what inflation has come to? I think, I think it's like a buck now. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, yeah. we all... I feel like a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go tickle your nostalgia. With go eat Debbie. some Little Debbie. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get some of that ice cream. That oh, sounds damn good. Yeah. Sounds real good. Speaking of uh, famous women, we have little Debbie, Barbie. (laughs) Trying to connect the dots there. Any uh, any real women here? Yeah, no, no. Only only I'm celebrating the fake women today. But we're going to celebrate the late Janet Reno. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Some real women, Jason. Yeah. Well, we digress. But I just want to say. As someone that it was, uh, he's in a different line right now, but he dabbles in marketing. As someone who has various friends uh, in marketing, and my husband used to do restaurant and hotel marketing, still does. I want to say bravo to the marketing folks that handled the Barbie movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm being serious. Yes. I have, I have seen... A lot of great movie promotion over the last 22 years that I've been in TV and have had this job and have gone to premieres and blah, 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 blah. But my goodness, uh, the reach of the marketing, the variety of the marketing, not just commercials and bus shelter posters and billboards and appearances on the Today Show, uh, you know, with Al Roker. <laughs> yeah, I, I bring mean, him in. I, I mean, it's been so diverse, so many areas that they you will find Barbie from great uh, music on the radio to at the Mall of America. They have a Barbie closet event happening right now. Right now? Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's open right now. It's on, I believe, the third floor, um, and it is, or maybe it's the second floor, but it is, you can go into Barbie's closet. It's like a walkthrough temporary event at the MOA. This is so great that you're saying this, Jason, because one of my only two threads, you know, threads, is anyone using that right now? Yeah, I'm using threads, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not. It's the um, it's the uh, Twitter uh, Twitter substitute. Oh, over oh, oh. on Instagram. On Instagram, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Instagram owned. You Zuckerberg might you might owned, have yeah. signed up for it, Ellie, and you totally forgot about it. it yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because five days ago, Jason, I kid you not, I'm going to read right from my device. I had the following thread, one of yeah. two that I've made. Okay. I think I'm enjoying the Barbie marketing so much because it's a true old school bombardment of product tie-ins that Hollywood doesn't do much anymore. It's multi-layered nostalgia, and it's brilliant. Uh, and Holly, I'm oh. embarrassed. I did not see your thread. Look, look, I apologize. Look, I ap- on threads. But that is so look, great threads. that we are on the same <laughs> pink Barbie page. Yes, because back you know, 30 years ago, part of the yep. marketing of these big summer movies was like, I'm going to go to McDonald's, and I'm going to collect all of the giant supersized collect- collectible cups. 
Yep. That was part of the fun. Lion King did that at Burger King. Oh, my God. The Flintstones movie. Yes. Had those Flintstone glasses, like glasses at McDonald's. Yes. I was obsessed with getting all the cups from Batman Returns in 1992. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> I wanted too. the Catwoman cup so bad, and I never got it. Yeah. But this is the kind of thing. We got the soundtrack with Dua Lipa, Jason, like you said. So we've got the music where, you know, Al Roker is getting into the, you know, we're going to the major news outlets. We're doing all this stuff and every it's fun. It, this is fun. This is what it's supposed to be. This Bar- is what yeah. summer movies are supposed to do. Barbie marketing is fun. I'm actually <gasps> seeing it this evening. <gasps> and yeah, and I don't think, I think the embargo... I think I'll be able to talk about it tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. But I want to give you the info on the Barbie house just so that we, you guys have it. Um, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Barbie pop-up closet at the Mall of America. And you step into the, the world of Barbie land. And you can do photo ops. And it's open to the public uh, through Wednesday. It's uh, Mall of America level one, and yeah, you'll you'll see. It, I've I've seen pictures of it. It looks real cool. I might swing over there today. Oh, but anyway, so you can see that. But yeah, I uh, I'm seeing it tonight. I got to find out when the embargo is, but I can't wait. And I I did. I put this on the grid. I, I it's just so great. It's just it's fun. We need it, and. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed every aspect of their marketing, but that team, whoever did it, y'all thank thank you first of all as a movie lover. Yep. And number two, bravo. Job well done. Y'all Job na- well done. Y'all nailed it. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Oh, are we all excited to see Barbie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I'm seeing Oppenheimer tomorrow. Oh, so you're having Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. I'm doing a Barbenheimer week. <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. Oh, that is so Move exciting. Move the summer. Move the summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we come back, Holly's going to give us an important RIP. And, but don't worry. It's not. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. It's not going to be sad. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, speaking of movies, a good. Uh, did Tom Cruise, was, was it mission possible at the box office for Tom? We'll tell you when we return. Everybody, it's Jace for my family at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. You know, the twins are back home at the end of the week, so if you're heading down to downtown, get downtown early because it's not even debatable anymore. Red Cow and Red Rabbit have the happy hour. Look, your friend group, you're always looking for a good deal. You're looking for a great happy hour. Way back in the day, Ophelia went uptown. People love a good happy hour. And Red Cow and Red Rabbit have listened to you, and they've made theirs bigger and better than ever. It's now Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 5.30, so more time to enjoy. Let me just talk about Red Cows for just a second. I was actually just there with Ellie's mom, uh, Steph. Six and seven and eight dollar menu. Their eight dollar menu is nothing but food. Chips and dip, the homemade ones. I love it so much. Their ahi tuna crisps. Homemade cheese curds, truffle fries, their double barrel sliders, and their 60-40 sliders. Plus, under the $7 menu, a ton of margaritas. So grab your friends this week, sit on the patio, and run to Red for happy hour. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I might talk everything entertainment. I'm Jace with Holly Roberts filling in for Alexis, taking a week off, and Allie filling in for Holly. Later in the week, Miss Shannon's going to stop by. 
while Alexis enjoys her time off. Yep. Uh, let's start with uh, with an R.I.P. Holly. Okay. Who are, who are you remembering today? Oh my goodness! Yesterday morning, the news broke that Jane Birkin, the British-born actress, had died at the age of seventy-six. And if you don't know Jane Birkin, I bet you you do. Have you ever heard of a Birkin bag? Um, I have actually. <laughs> yeah, Birkin bag that she co-created. Her namesake bag, Jane Birkin, in collaboration with Hermes. You know, she was known, Jane Birkin was known for carrying around a pretty simple wicker purse throughout the 60s and 70s. So it is kind of ironic that Jane Birkin, the creator of the Birkin bag, was known for her simplicity. And then she created a bag that literally is worth a down payment for a house. Yeah. It was introduced in 1984, and uh, she used to carry around Birkin bags like they were Ikea plastic uh, schlepping bags. (laughs) (laughs) She literally did. And then she would auction them off for charity. So it was kind of nice of her. You know, I'm I'm sure that she had the hookup at Hermes. But she was was iconic. You might not recognize the name, but you definitely recognize the image. She was an it girl of the 60s and 70s. Her famous collaborations with her husband, Serge Gainsborough, and their child, Charlotte. She's an actor right now and a filmmaker, too. So it's just kind of, it was a, it was very sad to see this. She was only 76 years old. She'd been having some health complications for the past couple of years. I'm looking at the price range for a Birkin. Oh, it is varied, and it is a wide range. It can start at around ten thousand and reach up to a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, is that that white alligator skin one? Yeah. Oh, I just oh. I I can't. I just I'm not. I'm not as what Colleen and Bradley on the Colleen and Bradley show used to say: Oprah level rich. So I can't think <laughs> of spending $250,000 on a purse. I just yeah. can't. I can't. No. But, you know, again, the irony was is that Jane Birkin's style was very deconstructed. It was very casual. She was carrying a wicker basket for Pete's sake around yeah. the French Riviera. And now that her bag is going for a mortgage, you know, easy come, I, easy go. I like the comparison to the blue Ikea bag. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. Those, those legendary, yeah. Oh, I use those all the time. And well, they're you, handy. And you duct tape the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. When it starts to die. Yeah, when it starts to die. Mm-hmm. Prolong it. Yeah. Prolong it. Uh, Tom Cruise. I-, I wonder how Tommy feels today. Mm. I wonder how Tommy feels. How's Tom Cruise today? What's his mood? What's he feeling like? Yeah. Okay, so, and Holly, I, I couldn't wait to have this conversation with you because you, uh, you write, you write for some of these magazines. The, the varied opinions of, of the box office for Mission Impossible was fascinating to me. In some way, in, in some, some articles, they called it underwhelming, tepid, and then others, like Deadline, said, hey, it started kind of slow, but it picked up on Saturday. And domestically, I think it reached like $82 million? Yeah. Now, that is 
right there where with where Indiana Jones. This is what's confusing to me. Indiana Jones had a very similar budget. Premiered just I think last week or the week before. Yeah. And had that same pull. I think it actually made a million or two more and was generally considered a disappointment in its opening weekend. But you're not seeing a lot of people call Mission Impossible's weekend a disappointment. Do you know why? That is a really good question, Jason. Thank you. That is really good. And what I'm going to respond to that is, I suppose, different expectations for these movies. I'm thinking that the expectations for Indiana Jones were higher because the franchise has been around for 40 plus years. There is a sentimentality with the Indiana Jones franchise that I think box office predictors thought audiences were going to tap into and they really didn't necessarily show up for it in the big, broad numbers that they thought they would. Whereas Mission Impossible, well, it's like almost 30 years old as far as a franchise. And it's the seventh movie. And I think that expectations were just a little lower for Mission Impossible. Because it does, okay. I, don't, I don't feel like it has a nostalgia factor to it. You know, it's just like, oh, look, we're going to go watch. Oh, all right, get the kids together. We're going to go watch Tom Cruise jump off a Swiss Alp. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's just, I, there's that emotion behind Indiana Jones that I think that people were, I think people were shocked that people weren't as nostalgic for Indiana Jones as they thought they were. Okay. I think that that is the difference. That people, they just don't have that emotion to that franchise, apparently, in that uh, way, in the way that they thought they did. Well, uh, it still did. It had some good international numbers. I'm talking about Indy. And another big story over the weekend with the box office was Elemental, crossing the $300 million uh, line. Again, started as a bomb, and it's turning out to be a summer hit. Oh, nice. So that's good. Uh, the second hour begins right after this. Somebody was hit by a meteorite. Find out who <laughs> when we come back. <laughs>